Hello and welcome to episode 214 of Three Beers and Movie. I am Richard Laird and I'm with... Colin McKay. Colin, on a dreary, wet Glasgow Ayrshire evening, at least we're, we are inside, we're not... Yeah. We're not with we, each other, we obviously, but we're, no, we're, we're, this is, this is kind of the joy of the Zoom world, that we don't have to drag ourselves to the pub through the, <laughs> through the Glasgow haze, you know? <laughs> we don't need to endure the weather to enjoy each other's company. The number of times we sat in the raven, like, doing this absolutely drenched, soaking wet, yeah. going, we could have done this yeah. at home. Yeah. Or fin- finishing working, it was like minus two outside, and you were kind of traipsing up and got in, yeah. and your hands were freezing, and drinking a cold pint like this. I don't know if this is fun or not. No, it, it became not fun. Um, yeah, so it, this week we're not having to do that, so at least we're But we're still getting to do the pod and still getting to talk to each other about movies, which is absolutely this, this point thing. Um, what are you drinking tonight? Anything of interest? Oh, yeah, I'm drinking fancy stuff tonight. Um, I, I've kind of outdone myself and I went to, to a fancy beer shop and tried to compete with your fancy beers because you always, you always do put an effort and I always drink fucking... Tenants yeah, or fucking tenants or shit like that. So today I've got I've got two two beers. Okay. I'm, I'm drinking um, not at the same time. That would no. just be uh, just now. I'm drinking one that, that, that's called um, of Foam and Fury, and that's by the Galway Bay Brewery Company. It's Galway, um, yeah, Galway, Galway. Yep, yeah. it's uh, a quite a quite a strong eight point five. Um, <laughs> IPA, so it's. Um, I'm expecting to get wobbly legs. Um, <laughs> yeah, you're going to be. a really very quick pod because you can be on your ass by the end of this <laughs> And the second selection, which I'll, I'll interrupt to get later, is one called uh, Delirium Tremens, which I believe is maybe a Czech beer, a Belgium maybe, and it's oh, a blonde. And nice. again, that's eight point five as well. I've had this one before the Delirium Tremens, and it's yeah. actually. Do you know sometimes you get like a strong, a high alcohol content beer? You taste the alcohol when it yeah. kind of cuts through. It's not like that. It, it tastes like a blonde. It's oh, high okay. alcohol, but it, it, it just it's subtle. Um, but yeah, it kind of kicks your ass a wee bit. So yeah, that's yeah, that's having, why I don't like. I'm having fun. Anything over like seven percent, I start to taste the alcohol, and I don't really want yeah. it. I want to taste the fruity and the nice. I don't. I don't want yeah. to taste the alcohol content of it. If that makes yeah. sense. So, yeah. Um, no, yeah. I get you. It's like the one I drink sometimes. That um, one called Devel that I drink, which is a, a kind of Belgian blonde, mm. and you taste that, and it's almost like drinking whiskey. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It, it's kind of you feel the alcohol it burns. You know what I mean? You're like oh. that's fucking. Proper alcohol, yeah, but, and these two actually don't taste too bad at all. You know, they, they, they do taste like I mean, you get the strong, but you can taste that you know the, the, the kind of beer in there rather than alcohol. it's extraordinarily so dangerous like, when you, you can drink it like fruit juice essentially. That's how it becomes very deadly, but it is, yeah, percent. A few of them, yeah, west of a few of them, they, they, they were doing one like they were selling this one, it was only like six percent, didn't really taste that beery, but they were selling it in like double pictures. I think yeah. you were there that night, and I got absolutely uh huh, yeah, was, yeah, yeah, because. Yeah, you, because it was like you didn't really have much you were drinking, and also you thought you were drinking a pint, but it was actually two pints, and also yeah. it, was, it, was, it didn't taste like alcohol. You're like, oh, so that yeah, I, can, I can I can drink this all night, and you realise, yeah. fuck, I can't do that. I mean, they drink what it all you? night, but then there were yeah. definite illness <laughs> the next day. What are you drinking, sir? I have got a Croatian beer. It's called the Summer in Zagreb. Um, and it's from the Med Vedgrad Brewery in Zagreb. Ooh. So it's, it's, uh, and t- it's a very saucy folks, bottle. Yeah. Tell naked folks about the bottle. bottle. Yeah, I can see this bottle. It's uh, it's, it's very sensual. Well, it's got kind of like I would say that they like kind of like flapper <laughs> girls, aren't they? Um, I don't know what they're doing. They, they look um, very. The way they're dressed, they're, it's like nineteen twenties style, like sort of like that kind of. It's you know, soft palm, is what it is. It's a soft palm. I mean, there's definitely ankle shown as a man with a moustache <laughs> twirling it. 
Um, so yeah, this this would pass as soft porn um, back in the day. It tastes it it very nice. The Czechs do make very nice beer. Um, I will say that. Some yeah, everything they make is pretty drinkable. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, not the Czech, Croatian, sorry, Croatian Croatia. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'm always quite intrigued by by like kind of I don't know I don't know if you're still allowed to say Eastern Bloc, but I'm going to I'm still quite intrigued by Eastern Bloc. I do yeah, uh, yeah Balkan, yeah, good. Balkans. Well done, sir. Okay. You fucking PC motherfucker. Why do you call Croatians Czechs? I'm pretty sure will get me killed by the crowd. <laughs> Both sides, to be honest. <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. They are trying on that part of the world. Yeah, uh, Balkan beers that are generally quite nice. I do like Balkan beers quite a lot. Um, so, yeah, well, yes. well done. Um, but the bottle, the bottle is very cool. I would probably keep that label. And if I was a kid, I'd have jacked off to that label. Probably. <laughs> like, I've jacked off to us. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, horrible chat. Where are we going? That's horrible, stop, yeah. let's, let's, stop. Let's, let's get it back on track. So we'll start with the as usual. Um, well, are you getting moving news in, in of interest that piqued you in this last week? No, that, there's not. I don't think there's been anything. There's been no no deaths, thankfully. Um, well, Norm Macdonald. Sure we're, we're not a Norm Macdonald fan. Who? Norm Macdonald. I think my, my who statement kind of answered to your he was, question. He was on Saturday Night Live. He was a, a, one of the Canadian um, comedian. He's big thing on Saturday Night Live. He did the weekend report really well. Um, but also he done like the Jeopardy. Remember they sort of done the Celebrity Jeopardy? No, I don't. No, I oh, don't. look it up. It's like, it would be like, I think it was Will Ferrell played Alex Trebek. And he played, one he played really famously was Burt Reynolds. And he done a right. really good Burt Reynolds. It was very, very, the idea was like all celebrities are idiots. So they wouldn't give an great answer no matter who, no matter what the mm. question was. Um, so you'd have him as Burt Reynolds. You'd have somebody else playing Sean Connery who just hated Alex Trebek for some reason. Um, <laughs> and a really good one is like Martin Short plays Jerry Lewis. Um, oh, it's it's yeah. very it's it's look it up on YouTube. It's very very funny stuff. And Norman Donald, that's a really good, very funny comedian. Really sort of hit the nail with like sort of really dry sardonic wit. Um, didn't really stand a lot of films and a few things, but just, just I thought he was a genuinely really funny guy. Um, yeah. Oh, so so we have lost one. Oh, yeah, you want a guy see if, see, if, see if someone makes comedians laugh, like you yeah. know he was funny. Yeah, you know, and everybody I've seen like comedian said he made me laugh. Like good comedian, you go, oh well, if he made you laugh, he must be good at his job. He's, yeah, he's, he's a genuinely funny guy. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, yeah, of course, as well. R.I.P. Norm Macdonald. Yeah. Um, at first, first, I thought you said Nora Macdonald. No, like, Norm Macdonald. Who, who Norm Macdonald is? I think he made yeah. one Second City possibly as well. Like back, in, well, Second City was was that Canada? Was that Chicago? I'm not Can't sure. Remember? Can't remember. Sure. We 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 went to. We went to a restaurant next to the Canadian like comedy club of no, I think it was I think it's Second City. I'm not 100 sure. Um, yeah, so he he passed away. Um, I, I, I like that. I thought it was funny. Oh, R.I.P. Um, R.I.P. Indeed. Yeah. No, Nothing so, else movie wise now. No, no, I don't think there's been been much that, that that's kind of caught my eye or my interest or sort of not. So no, pretty pretty quite weak. The only thing that annoyed me this week was Denny Villeneuve piped up about the fact that he thinks Marvel movies aren't that good, which. It's his right to not like a film, but it's like yeah. he's he was dismissive of my way. It's kind of going, yeah. you don't need to denigrate in order to elevate. You know, it just yeah. seems it seems it seems lazy. And like, did you his, his movies aren't his movies aren't competing with Marvel movies? I don't think. Yeah, like, nah, totally. Because like, why, why are you taking shots? You know, maybe it could yeah. be something in the translation became about maybe it didn't because I think he was speaking in French to like a French magazine or possibly a Canadian French but magazine. Who who else done that recently? Scorsese done it as well, man. Scorsese done it, yeah. And I'm yeah. Like, you know, it doesn't matter, man. It's like you know, just yeah, maybe they're not your cup of tea, but you know, don't, yeah. don't publicly berate them. Do you know what I mean? Like, ah. just, you know, yeah. yeah. And I don't think, for example, I don't think Denny Villeneuve and Martin Scorsese had any trouble getting their films made. 
Yeah, you know, absolutely. If, if, you're, if you're a young indie filmmaker and you can't get something made because all you want to do is like MCU stuff, then I understand being pissed off at it. That that to me mm. would make sense. But like Scorsese, they don't have any difficulty making movies. Fucking hell, Scorsese's got no. like 200 million to go and make a sort of basically a, a homicide life in the streets episode, you know, for like two hours, you know. So he's getting, yeah. he's still getting money. So yeah, it seems just... odd to, to take a pot shot at it. And it's sort of like, no one comes out good of it, you know, because he just comes out it's sort of yeah. like in some way. I think he's what he is. I don't think, because June's out next week, I think it is. Is it next week or the week after? Week after, I believe, yeah. Mm. I don't think it's going to do well. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm going to see it. I'm going to see it because I'm intrigued by it. I, yeah. I hated the book. The book is one of the worst pieces of shit I've ever read. Despite being a sci-fi classic, I had to burn it. Um, <laughs> but I think everyone who loves it, a bit like Blade Runner 2049, everyone who loves Blade Runner thought Blade Runner 2049 would be the biggest film in their history because everyone loves Blade Runner. What they didn't fathom into that is the Blade Runner fan base is small, but it's passionate. But no yeah. one really gives a fuck about Blade Runner. And I yeah, think June's going to be the same. June's not going to have that widespread appeal of, say, an Iron Man or a Shang-Chi yeah. even. So yeah. I don't think he's going to do a big enough business to justify its um, budget. And also it won't get a sequel. Because it's supposed to be the first part of a two-parter. Yeah, yeah. And I don't think he's going to get that second part because of that. And I think he's sort of almost like trying to get his licks in early to say, this is why it didn't succeed, but it's because no, of it's, MCU. But as you say, it's... Yeah, I think there's a certain kind of... <laughs> Crossover in terms of maybe like kind of like myself, I like comic books, I like sci fi. I'm a nerd, yeah. basically like both, but you know, don't if your audience is a crossover, don't piss them off, man. Just, you know what I mean? Also, you got to accept that June might not have the same level of fan base as you think it has. It can have a passionate yeah. fan base who like it, but it's making yeah. a big fan base, and I don't think you're gonna yeah. get people going out to see it. The same way, I think both me and you really enjoyed John Carter, yeah. But I mean, yeah. that film didn't do well. I mean, you were going to do well because like, it's not got the way... I, I can't convince my mum and dad to go and see John Carter. But, and I don't think we always convince my mum and dad to go and see June. Whereas yeah. my mum and dad might go and see Iron Man, for example, because they know it's big. You know, yeah. So I think yeah. that's part of the problem. I think that's part of his worry that his film won't do as well at the box office because people just don't have... The, it doesn't... People don't know what it is. They're like, I'm going to go and see it. Yeah, I'll, I'll go and see it. I mean, I'll, I'll I'm going to see it as well. Uh, Same way, I'm yeah, going to go see a yeah. Bond film. I don't really interest in Bond, but I'm going to see a Bond film, even though it's I'm not yeah. really interested in it. You know, so yeah, mm. that that it felt felt weak more than anything else. I think. Net, net, just on it, just don't, man. And I liked anything new. I think it's mostly fun. been absolutely fantastic. Like, I loved Arrival. Yeah. I thought Prisoners was fantastic. Yeah, you know, so he's done some really good work. So I'm like, I don't need you taking sh- like pot shots at people. You know, it seems yeah, you don't yeah, like yeah, see that infighting. Yeah, don't don't man, just fucking you know if you don't like it, leave it alone, man. You know, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, yeah. If my dear old granny would say, yeah, if you've not got anything nice to say, yeah. then shut the fuck up. There's yeah. a lot of people who, and there's a lot of people out there who can bring a film down who are paid to essentially to do that, essentially paid to be critics. You could, I think, if you're a filmmaker, you can be a critic of a lot of films to, to be constructive. I, I don't think any he said was particularly constructive. I think it was just it felt like a schoolyard sort of like not bully but sort of like whispering behind someone's back almost type thing it felt more like yeah. that rather than being critical about it yeah i didn't know that but um, yeah, yeah. It's, a bit, it's, it's a bit kind of disappointing yeah i feel a bit like kind of don't man just you know just do your own shit you know what i mean and, and play your own and <laughs> yeah exactly i you know i'm gonna go and see it i'm gonna enjoy it don't yeah no, don't, don't don't be a dick don't, yeah. don't be a dick just don't be a dick know, essentially yeah, yeah don't be a dick about it Aye, don't, if you don't, don't like it don't go and see it um yeah, anyway what have you been watching at home? What because you're gonna you've oh, maybe some oh. interesting to talk about. I'm intrigued to know what you're I have, I have, have you are you up to date with Marvel? What if 
I'm up to date with Marvel What If, yeah. Mm. I quite enjoyed the last one. Um, I, zombies I loved. Um, Zombie, I, I, thought you, I thought that'd been the weakest you, one. You didn't like it. I, I think with zombies, it's, I think there's a fine line they had to walk and they got it, I think, because th- th- there's you and me who have read the Marvel Zombies comic book, which is mm. insane. Yeah, and we know you can't you can't do that. Do you know no, you that? Can't. You just you, you can't put that you know on screen. That's no. nuts. Um, and then there's your, your casual fan base at like Marvel films, but they don't know the lore. Yeah, and I think that's done a really good job of mixing. I mean, it was you know there was scenes direct from the movies. Do you yes, know they've, done a few, they've done a few. They've done it in the this week's yeah. episode as well. Yeah, but then yeah. they're putting in Marvel zombies, but then they're getting stuff directly from Marvel zombies comic and put that yeah. in as well. And I, I thought they were. They cleverly kind of, you know, never alienated any of the fan base, which I think was it's a hard line to walk. They've done it, man. They've done it well, I thought. Mm, I was a fan of that one. I was a fan of that one. I like, like so far, I've only really liked, so far, properly liked. I enjoyed the, what if Black Panther was Star-Lord, essentially. Like, what if he was kidnapped, that one. I really, I thought it was excellent. I really enjoyed the Stephen Strange one as well. I thought that was a really interesting concept. That's been my least favourite one. Really? That's one I thought I'd real hard to it. Um, because yeah. those two felt that actually had their point to make and they were trying to make a different story whereas the other ones just seem like they're basically copying another face onto something you know like the Agent Carter one essentially taking a Captain America story yeah. there was no difference in the story there was nothing new yeah. in that That's yeah. so the one what was the other ones I've had so far um, looking at now the what if World Lost is Mighty Heroes just felt that felt like a lazy one to me. It just didn't really offer much, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. Um, last night's one, or sorry, Wednesday's one, I quite, I quite enjoyed it. I liked... That was Kill... What if, what if Killmonger rescued Tony Stark? Tony Stark, yeah. I, I, I liked that they kind of focused on the Killmonger character, gave, gave him more of a background, do you know what I mean? And, yeah. and he kind of, you know, he, he's clever, manipulative, do you know what I mean? He's got... An agenda, do you know what I mean? Stuff like that. And I, I liked that, but it, 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 it thought it lifted from the Black Panther movies and stuff like that really well, though. Do you know what I mean? It, it kind of the stuff it lifted was perfectly placed. Do you know what I mean? It was like direct scene for scene, and you're like, yeah, yeah that works in con- connection with, but hold on, that didn't happen. Do you know what I mean? I liked that. I liked that one a lot. I enjoyed Fair that. Enough. Well. Okay. I mean, and I, I liked mean, I, always. I always like seeing Adam Claw as well. Claw's always good. He always I mean, they've got, I mean, he was, they've got a voice. Back is really quite I mean it was Andy Serkis doing the voice again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he was back. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. that was really interesting to have, obviously to have him back. So I, 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 like I've not dis, I've not like hated any of them so far. Like, I've not went like you know I, I'm this is unwatchable. Yeah. yeah. But like Ted Lasso is on in a Friday night, and I am like I'm itching to finish this and go and watch Ted Lasso. Essentially, that's that's going to be my night. Is watching Ted Lasso mm. next week. Um, well, not all turn out to be good overall, but I'm really excited next week because Why the Last Man starts. Yeah. And I'm yeah. really, I saw the trailer again tonight in the cinema. I'm really excited to see this film. So, this um, series. So, hopefully, yeah. it doesn't do, like, doesn't do a Walking Dead on us and we have a great first season and then be horrendous after that, which we did get published with Walking Dead. Indeed. Because Why the Last Man is a phenomenal comic book. It's like an amazing comic book. So, I'm really excited for that. So, I don't have the same excitement for the um, What If stories. Like, mm-hmm. I'm actually more excited. On Wednesday, you know, I think, is when um, Lower Decks drops as well on Amazon. Like I'm more excited to watch Lord X than I am to watch What If, and that tells us yeah. that says a lot. No, I'm still quite enamored by What If. I'm still, I'm still there with it. Um, but, but yeah, um, no, I, I kind of, I, I do get. I think it's just hard that they've got to. Do you know what I mean they've got this material that 
there's a lot of people haven't read, do you know what I mean? So they yeah. have got to kind of make it accessible for everyone. And I think a lot True. of them are safe and they've got to keep it like, you know, they can't alienate your casual viewer, but then they've got to keep us hardcore geeks involved enough as well. True, true. And I think, and I think, I think they do that. They like a tightrope. They like a tightrope. Yeah, um, so what, what have you been watching? Sorry, now that I've had okay, a so what, what have I been watching? So the first the first thing we watched, um, so as we've discussed before, me and Lorraine have, it's your movie, it's my movie. Um, so it was Lorraine's choice this week. Right. And um, Lorraine picked Calamity Jane. Oh, Oh. I have a very happy memory of Calamity Jane. <laughs> Dude, I, I, I mean, I've seen it when I was a kid. Uh, and oh. my name was like, we're going to watch Calamity Jane. And the fucking thing opens with, you know, like what crack away and stuff like that. And I'm like, my God, this is fucking genius. Do you know yeah. what I mean? It's just like, opens with a song and Doris Day's pure sassy, you know, cowgirl slapping her thighs and yeehaw. She's like fucking, you know, it's, it's like Toy Story come to life. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's, just, it's just nuts, man, how... Just how much joy was in the old Hollywood musicals? Yes. Do you know I mean like everything's a set and it's you know the colours are just insane and yeah. Do you know what I mean the acting's like brash and, and it's very fucking, it's, they're playing to the back of the room. That's what they're doing. You know they're yeah yeah, yeah yeah always and you know but you think these films but then you got to think about it, these films probably played in theatres that were like sort of a one screen cinema that held like two thousand people. Yeah. You know, it yeah, wasn't so, like a cinema like we see, like a multiplex, where it's like sort of like maybe like a hundred seats and it's sort of you know there's nineteen screens. Yeah. It's like a one screen cinema, like something like you know, like the old O2 uh, or something like that. You know, something yeah, like yeah, the old yeah. ABC, sorry, something like that. Just fucking massive cinema screens. But um, yeah, so we watched that, and and I had a weary time because I was like, oh, so okay, I will watch it, and it just as soon as it started, and you know the music kicked, in, I was like, oh my god, I'm, I'm there. Do you know what I mean? And fucking. I just had a wheelie of time. It was just so much fun. Um, Can I tell you my Slammy Jane story? No. I pictured 12 year old Richard going to the big school, going to high school. So, you know, you go for your, I don't know if you did it when you were, you know, growing up in the 1920s, but like, you go to the school for like a, like a few days before, like during the previous, like in your primary seven, you go to the school for a couple of days just to try and get used to it. You know, like an ordinance kind of thing. Yeah. Yes, yeah. that kind of thing. So, yeah. we went up there in one of the last days, I think it was the Thursday or the Friday. We got to see the, the, the high school senior show, which was Calamity Jane, right? And that was the show they put on. That was a big show they put on. And about halfway through, I can't remember if it was in the movie or not, but like Doris, the, the main character, starts to strip off. Oh. I remember like we were yeah. sitting and they're like, this is what high school is like. Girls just get on stage <laughs> and like strip down to their underwear. This is, this is going to be the most amazing time of all my life. You go just walk around their underwear. Um, that never happened again for the whole of high school, but it was exceptionally exciting at the time for like Tommy Richard to see a girl on stage stripping off in a high school musical. That's beautiful, dude. Yeah. That's so sweet. And a very so happy and vivid memory. I can remember it was, I was very happy because my like a pseudo cousin of mine, um, like a, like a friend of a friend's like daughter, yeah. who was like roughly the same age or a couple of years older than me. She was in the show and she played Calamity Jane and like the sort of like the turnabout. But I remember it wasn't her that was doing the stripping off. It was my girl who done the stripping off. Um, oh, well, but I may have fell in love with that girl at the time. So yeah, that's, that's brilliant. <laughs> um, I was all, I was <laughs> I was also um, quite in awe of Doris Day can sing as well. Doris Day can sing. Yes, Jesus my man. Doris Day. She has got a fucking voice and a half. Do you know yeah. what I mean? But um, just her character in general is like so. I mean, back for back then, I guess to make a strong female character. Um, I mean, she's still you know like, like, kind of you know it's still fucking you know. Subverse, you know I mean, you're, you're, yeah, you're a female lead and stuff like that, you know, but you know, not your fucking place. It's Hollywood in the 50s, Aye. you know what I mean? But but just even back then, to, to write such a strong female character as well is like, 
wonderful to see. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Um, but she, she, she totally that she, she owns that role. It's, she does. Yeah, it's it's a genre, if that makes sense. You know, it's sort of like yeah. it fits in with stuff like Seven Brides or Seven Brothers and Nanny yeah. Getting Her Done and, uh, you know, Kiss yeah. Me Kate and all that kind of stuff. It fits Absolutely. in with all that kind of stuff. You know, it's it, not... Yeah, I mean, it, that was like, they, they call it, uh, that's the golden years of cinema, isn't it? That The kind of 50s. The music golden age, yeah, that's, yeah. Yeah, and you can see why. I mean, you get it when you watch stuff like that and, you know, when it hits you and it works, it's like, yeah, I, I get it, man, I get it. And Doris, so, she yeah, was but... the inspiration for Jessica Cowgirl. And uh, yeah, uh, absolutely. So. You, 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 if you put them side by side, you're like, fuck yeah, check, yeah. check, check. You know, everything she does is, is, is Jesse as well. Um, so yeah, we watched that. Um, another thing I've, I've started watching, um, which initially I thought was a movie on Netflix, and I was going to sit there and watch this movie, and I thought, okay, I'll, I'll do this. Then it turned out it's not a movie, it's a series um, called Brand New Cherry Flavor. Oh, I saw this um, advertised. Um, yes, I had much the same yeah. as you. I thought, it was a, I thought it was a movie. Was going mm. to watch it, um, and then realised it wasn't. So I decided just to put it on the, the, the watch list, and I will get to it at some point. Eventually, right? I am um, six episodes in. Yeah, this show is fucking nuts, dude. So it she is. goes to Hollywood, and all the women, then it goes to Hollywood to try and like sort of become a director or a filmmaker, uh, and gets drawn yeah. into the seedy world of what Hollywood kind of is, and gets into sort of like some sort of weird supernatural stuff in it as well. Kind of, yeah. She's an amateur director, um, a big producer, kind of likes her film, um, fucks her over and steals the film off her, basically. And she goes to a witch to try and get revenge. Um, Quite drag me to hell like then, in a way. It it just goes nuts for there. But, dude, it's got, like, a lot of people are kind of saying it's got, um, oh, what's his face? It does um, David... Lynch, Lynch, yeah. yeah. People are saying it's lynching, um, in Cronenberg as well. Right, okay. It, it's Cronenberg as fuck. There's some shit in it, and you're just like, what the fuck? You, like proper horrible body horror stuff. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, like, really, I mean, th- th- there's one episode, and I'm watching. It, I'm like, fuck me. Like, what are they doing? And it just gets worse and worse to the point you're like, my, it's like. Fucking hell, do you know what I mean? So it's it's like Cronenberg at his best, do you know what I mean? Yeah. That level of body horror, it's really, really good. Um, but that I'm story, it's, got, it's got Rosa Salazar in it, who she was in. Yeah, who, I a, didn't know who she was. Yeah, and which is not a great film, it. but she's very, she's actually, she's got a lot of charm yeah. in that film. But it's when you watch that because Alita's um CGI character, um, yes. modeled on her, yeah. Uh-huh. So I'm looking at this girl thinking, I know her face, why did I know her from? And then when I looked up, I was like, fuck me, that's a little battle angel. Uh-huh. Um, but it, it's a really weird, weird show. Um, uh, it kind of keeps moving in directions you look, fuck, I didn't see that coming, okay. or you think, you know, fuck, they actually done that. Do you know what I mean? Right. It's always kind of got those moments in it, you're like, oh, wow. Um, so no, dude. I, I would highly, highly recommend this show because it is bonkers. Um, it's cool. refreshing. It's totally different for anything that's out there just now. Um, do you know what I mean? It's just pushing that envelope just a wee bit as okay. well. Do you know what I mean? There's stuff in there that that makes you wince. Um, I think Lorraine was working the other night when I had it on, and she came through and she's like, "You need to turn that down." I don't know what you're watching, but that is. Just, <laughs> I can't listen to that while I'm working. Please stop. <laughs> do you okay, know what I mean? I, I'm intrigued by this then. Oh, dude, it's bonkers. So I've got two episodes to go um, to, to finish. Um, Ten episode run then, basically, yeah. Eight, I think it is. Eight episode eight, run. That's, that's solid. Yeah. I'm happy with eight episodes. That's, that's, um, that's a weekend. 
Yeah, 45 minutes per episode as well. Doesn't labour, do you know what I mean? Um, but it, it, it's just interesting and it keeps you engaged the whole time. You're like, right, what's going to happen now? And sometimes you expect to happen happens, but it doesn't away. You're like, fuck me. I, you know, I cannot believe they actually went and done that. Do you know what I mean? So okay. it's, um, yeah, very, very, very good watching. It is on my list already. Uh, Cool, good. Uh, that just, I just assumed it was a film. I don't know why. And it does look like a film. I'll give, you, I'll give you that. It does look like a film. It, um, and that's why I assumed it was as well. Yeah, and the rest of the series it put me off a little bit. I'm like, I don't know if I like to commit to watching, you know, nine, eight episodes or something. Um, but yeah, no. If you tell me it's good, I'll, oh, I'll it's something so I can be watching a weekend. One, watch, uh, watch this show. It's very, very. Yeah, so we're getting into the winter. It's going to start getting dark soon. Like very mm. early, going to get rainy, going to get snowy. Need entertainment. Need, need yeah. to keep us. Uh, need to keep entertained. It also kind of, you'll probably get a lot more of maybe because it's set in Hollywood about Hollywood and about film and stuff like that. You know, there's kind of elements in there of, you know, the industry that you would probably appreciate more than more Quite than me. I'm just there for the gore and shit like that, but yeah, you would probably appreciate the, the, the kind of final nuances of it as well. Awesome. Um, Next thing I started watching, I'm only two episodes into this one. Um, there's a lot of on, stuff. I, I'm, I'm more of a watch I'm, one, finish it. I don't, I don't like to keep too many things on the go at one yeah, time. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm all over the place. This You're all over the place, um, yeah. This one's on Amazon Prime, um, and it's called um, Kevin Can Fuck Himself. I've not heard of this one. Okay, so you, you've seen Shit's Creek. Yes, I've seen, well, I've watched yeah. the first two seasons, and I'm going to say so, I got bored of it. Oh, okay. So I, I never watched it very much, but it's the the sister in Shit's Creek is the main character in this. Right. Okay. Um. So far, the premise is that whenever she's on screen with her family, um, so her and her husband and stuff like that, it's like a kind of really cheesy kind of ninety sitcom can laughter, bright cars and stuff like that. Right. And then as soon as she leaves the room, it kind of goes to dull, dark tones, and you know, like real life. You know what I mean? She's just in this shit, horrible relationship. Right. And, and life, and then it'll go back to the family again, and it all perks up again. Do you know what I mean? It's so almost it's like Wonder Vision sounding a wee bit. Oh, like, a, a wee bit, yeah. Wee bit, but yeah. it's it's dark, man. It just, yeah, okay. After the first one, you watch it, and you're like, it, you know, it takes about ten minutes, and then it, it just washes over, and you're like, fuck, man, that's bleak. Do you know what I mean? It's a dark, dark, you know, show. Okay. We just watched the second one last night, and again, the, the, the same. You just after it finishes, you're just like. That's really dark, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's just dark. So it's interesting to see where that's going to go. But it, it does it really well. The, the, the just kind of jumping between, you know, like here's her real life and here's, you know, the kind of sitcom mm-hmm. fantasy life. But I don't think it's her that's kind of dreaming up the sitcom thing. You know what I mean? It's just not implying that. I don't know what it's right. going yet because it's really on. But just a really interesting show. And again, try to do something a wee bit different, I think, which is nice. Um, okay. So worth, worth checking out as well. Interesting idea. Um, me, me and Jill are currently watching on Netflix and um, you know a nice wee twenty minute show we want to try and find. We are watching Superstore. Oh, I've watched the I've watched the first five or six of them. I, so I enjoy it. It's, it's very it's very parts and rec. Yeah, yeah. But, it took me about two or three to warm to it. The first couple, I was like, I don't know if I like this or not. And yeah. then by the third or fourth one, I was like, this this is actually all right. And then we did a few more. I don't. I think yeah. we just kind of. Lost out time to watch it, yeah. but yeah, um, yeah you know, I'm like, always like, like that 20 minute show, something you can watch before you go to bed, or you just you watch where you're falling asleep type thing, something like that. Yeah. Not you can only commit to a 45 minute thing or a movie that's still in that we that we niche for is right now. Um, because like five seasons, obviously, we're working, we're working our way through that, and it's it's enjoyable, it's funny, it's silly, um, it's making me giggle. What I didn't realize about it is, um, 
I think Aidan, my son, had told me about it initially, and I went to watch, thinking it's a brand new show, and yeah, like you're saying, there's like five seasons, it's yeah. been out for a couple of years, and as apparently it's quite kind of well-known in big business, and I'm like, yes. this is like, where did this come from? Do you know yeah. what I mean? Utterly new, I mean, yeah. Did, did not, I've not really seen, really seen many folk in it and other things, that's the weird thing, like, you know, normally these kind of shows, eventually, you know, like, so like, for example, you think of like Parks and Rec, half the cast of that end up doing a lot of other different things, you know, when you see them in movies now and stuff like that, and like Amy Poehler's doing stuff. This one, I mean, I've, maybe I'm just not looking around enough, but I've not really seen a lot of the guys in a lot of other stuff, to be honest. The only one I recognised was, is it um, Ugly Betty? What's her name? Ugly Betty. Well, she came from Ugly Betty, so I know her. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. She's um, the only one that I really kind of recognise as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm the same. Like, that's the only one. And, like, um, I no one else really comes, is jumping out at me going, oh, they've, they've went on to do other things. So I'm yeah, kind of getting yeah. intrigued to know where it goes, what it does. So, yeah, I'm enjoying it. it it's mm-hmm. it's silly and it's fun and it's it's making me laugh. So it's, yeah, it's 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 very light and it's just snappy jokes. I mean, quip quip. There you go. I mean, four wee lines and stuff like that. Yeah, it's just punchy. I like it. I like it. Yeah. So, um, I do need to get back to it. Um, see, I think we're about kind of six or seven in. So yeah, still, still got a bit Anything else? Yeah, um, a film on my choice this week because um, I got to pick one this week as well. Um, I don't feel at home in this world anymore. Oh, this one with um, Peter Dinklage? No, no. Um, it, it's the one with, oh, who's who was in it? I'm, try, I'm trying to think if there's anyone that kind of really, really big in it. Um, is, it Macon, oh, is it Macon Blair? No, no, it's uh, everyone's favourite Hobbit, Elijah Wood. Oh, Mal- think, Melanie Linsky. Yeah, that's the one. From um, um, Beautiful Creatures. Yes, um, yes, this is this was a dark film. So I, this, I, I remember watching this. This is a very dark film. Yeah, it's, it's making Blair who directed it. It's um, the guy. Do you remember um, Blue Rune? Yeah, the main yeah. guy in Blue Rune is also in Green Room. Uh huh. Yeah, he, he yeah. directed and wrote this one. It's, it's produced by the guy who done Blue Rune and all the and all the films. Right, that explains a lot because this film starts out like what's this all about and then it just gets crazier and crazier until the end you're like that was just insane yeah um, just so the madness just builds and builds with this film uh, the premise was um she, how this woman's house gets broke into and um, yep. she decides to try and track down the person that done it mm-hmm. um and broils her like kind of crazy neighbor into helping her do this yep and it just from there goes into utter madness that involves like kind of hit men and and Stuff like that, and just ends up in a massacre. Basically, it's dark as fuck. It's very, very it's dark. It's like jet bonkers. Blacks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, I was proper just like, well, Elijah Wood. He seldom fails to deliver, does he, Elijah? Well, Elijah Wood's living in a world where he has got that sweet, sweet, sweet Lord of the Rings money come in forevermore. Oh, so yeah. He, he can take so many works. risks. He can do what he wants now, much yeah. like Radcliffe in many ways. Yeah, that's a really good interview recently with him in Empire. Maybe like two months ago, he was at the 20th anniversary of both those films coming out, or 10, I 20, 20, 20, 20th anniversary of, the, of like the first Lord of the Rings and the first Harry Potter film coming out. So obviously they were sort of weirdly pitted against each other, even though they're totally different audiences. But yeah, be that. Oh. So just him talking about it, and you, can, you get that sense that they are very comfortable in what they're doing now, you know, and the idea like they, they, they enjoy acting, but they don't really need to pursue that, you know, big hit again. They're financially completely secure for life now. Which is great because then they do do interesting stuff. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Stuff you, you, that, that works. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah, they, they can take the risk and you know throw caution at the wind and just mm. put their heart and soul into it. Um, but yeah, totally. Jeremy Sonia was the producer of that film. 
Ah, right. Okay. He's only done um, Blue Ruin and Green Green Room. Yeah, which are again films that just spiral into madness. Do you know what I mean? It just, it just, it just. I like films like that. that shit just gets crazier and crazier and worse and worse. And you're just like, how? Where is this going? And then it just keeps going. And you're like, yeah. this, this is nuts. I mean, but end it, you're just like, you know, kind of pushed back in your chair almost. Do you know what I mean, like, fucking, do you know what I mean? Let's stop. Did you go see Green Room together? We did see Green Room together. Yeah. That, yeah that. Um, left me emotionally rock but Blue Rune I've never seen Blue Rune on like a Tuesday afternoon by myself and I remember walking out and I mean like four other guys who don't know me like, you're like holy fuck that was like that was like an emotional journey like that was a really tough yeah. journey and it was such a such a tough watch I mean a brilliant it's, watch but it, yeah, it but absolutely hits you it's good when films stun you what was the one that we seen that done it with us where the, the guy tried to get Dolman I remember um, oh um sorry no it wasn't sorry it was um I Daniel Blake yeah, again, yeah. I mean, you just walk out and you feel numb. Do you know what I mean? You're like, what or like spotlight then, as well. Yeah, just it, yeah, you just come out and you're just you're just like emotionally and you're just like I don't. My brain needs time to, 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 to you know to, to fucking deal with all these emotions I've got just now. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and this wasn't quite that level of emotion, but you know it just ramps up so much. And by the end, you're just like Jesus fucking Christ. Do, do you know <laughs> so that 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 was a very that was a very good watch. I enjoyed That's a very good watch. Yeah, I've not rewatched yeah. it since I first saw. It. I remember being very excited about it. The fact it was so near just now, and it was um, yeah, uh, Blair who I'm who enjoy- he's got a really sad face. Making Blair, like when you see him, he got a really kind of yeah. lonesome, like kind of lonesome puppy look about him. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's, um, one of the things like you like one guy and you like anything attached to him, so you want to support anything attached to him. You know, the same way like you know when we like Kevin Smith stuff, we want to support anything like that branches off from his world. Same way, like Tarantino or yeah. Sam Raimi, you want to support people like the Combras, anything that comes off from that. Where you go, right? We like them. Um, I, I mean, we like yeah. that person, so we must support yeah. that work. You know that kind of thing. Yeah. So if, I guess Fargo the TV show. Do you know what I mean it's not yeah. removed for the cones, but. You know, you're like, no, I'm, you know, I'm in. Do you know what I mean? Because Even like something like is... Cigarettes and Violence that was directed by John Turturro. You like, you, like mm. I want to support that because, like, the cones the like cone John Turturro. Yeah. Therefore, yeah. I want you to support that as well. No, absolutely. I, I get it. Bruce Campbell for me. Do you know what I mean? It's like, Same idea, yeah. Anything. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Because he's Ray boy. I'm like, yeah, I'm Bruce Campbell. Yeah. Anything he does, I'm there. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Well? yeah. I, no, totally. I get it, man. Totally. And totally. the Cone Brawl started with Sam Raimi. Yeah, you go. Yeah, yeah. Back in I, think, I, think back it was, I think it was Joe was like the film loader for the editing suite. That, that was his job. Yeah. Oh, I think yeah. it was the Coen Brothers and Sam Raimi and Holly Hunter shared a flat at one point. Well, it's a really be... bizarre, it's an amazing mix of imagine being involved in that world. You know, to have the two of them. Say, imagine the conversations. Yeah. Like, to be able to be fly in that wall with oh, the four of them, like when they're young and sort of like trying to start out and pushing their way through and making like sort of like Evil Dead 2 and making um, yeah. Yeah. what were the Cone Brothers first from Blood Simple and you'd Holly Hunter probably going out to do the piano and stuff like that and winning Austin and stuff like that. But really interesting kind of world to kind of get, yeah. get, get into. Yeah. Absolutely. Are you looking forward to Sam Raimi doing um, Doctor Strange? Yes, because I, I still maintain I've... Sam Raimi is one of the greatest directors in the world. He's, he's, not, he's yeah. not put that out recently with a couple of things he's put out, but when Sam Raimi wants to do Sam Raimi, Sam Raimi is still phenomenal. And yeah. despite everything that's happened in like, sort of comic book cinema over the past 30 years, nothing so far for me has topped the Spider-Man 2. The Doc Ock, the Doc Ock coming yeah. alive scene, which is absolutely fucking just Sam yeah. Raimi going full Sam Raimi in a 
in a comic movie is just something to behold. And I feel yeah, Doctor Strange is enough, has got something you could do that again. You know, you could bring oh, that yeah. level of you know something to it. I think his his camera work with the concept of you know yeah. the multiverse and Doctor Strange, you, you, you can only you can picture it. You can scratch the surface, but it's going to be awesome. Um, I, st- I still say to this day, the train scene in Spider-Man train scene is also phenomenal. It's yeah. quite possibly the best thing ever on cinema. It's just fucking blows me away every time I yeah. watch it. No, it's like, oh thing. my like, God. It's, yeah. yeah. I mean, like the Avengers portal scene is up there with that. You know, that's again, and Thor and then um, Cap catching the hammer and stuff like that is up there with it. But that feels like me, it doesn't feel specifically a director. It just feels like anyone could have done that. That feels like film yeah. by committee. Brilliant because we all loved it, but film by committee. Whereas... Yeah. That scene when in the hospital room and Doc Ox coming alive, yeah. everything about that feels like Sam Raimi. There's not a single Just, shot in that film is not Sam Raimi. Yeah, you can totally. watch Evil Dead Two and then watch that and go, it's clearly it's just everything about him is in that. Yeah, yeah, that's you know he's he's a fucking master director for a yeah. reason. Do you know what I mean? He's, yeah, even he's you think about some, I mean, even think about like sort of recently, like obviously what the Tom to or Oz wasn't that great. I wasn't a huge fan of Oz. Um, mm. But you think like something like I know Drag Me Tell did well ago, but Drag Me Tell is still one of the best horror films of the past oh, like, yeah, the, the, twenty years. Yeah, the goat scene was nuts. <laughs> Again, that's true, but that's pure Raimi. Do you know what I mean no one else would do that? Do you know what I mean? Or if they did do it, you'd be like, that's shite. Do you know what I mean? Raimi doesn't need like it's, me. To me, Raimi doing bonkers. Drag Me to Hell felt like Steven Spielberg did Ready Player One. Mm. Which is like all these other directors saying like they're now the new box office kings and they can do all these like popcorn films. And Spielberg just went, "Fuck you! I can, I can knock this. I done this when you were still, you know, children, yeah. and I will oh, knock man. this out of the park." While I'm while I'm filming two other movies at the same time, and he did. Yeah. One's a, it's a fantastically fun film to watch. Yeah, it's absolute popcorn cinema. And I think yeah. Sam Raimi done *Bring Me to Hell* in the same way, where people going like, you know, these new horror directors come through, these new horror guys come through, and they can do all this, you know, like shock horror. And he goes, "Fuck you! I'll just make *Drag Me to Hell*, and it'll blow you all out the water." Because he does, yeah. he does it, but almost no gore as well. Total, aye, totally. It's all just cameras and suspicious cameras. Uh-huh. It's just he's, his vision of what a camera should and can do yeah. is just like when you watch some of the shots in Evil Dead Two, and you see what he does, and he like when he's like hanging from his like legs from like a a, like a, a beam, and he's like yeah. on the back of a little motorcycle flying along up and down. It's, it's phenomenal. And this is like thirty fucking years ago. You know, yeah. people are still not capturing what he's done. Back then, now, do you know what I mean? People still can't get that, you know, magic. It's, it's just, he's a genius, man. I love no, that. Remy, is, Remy is still, yeah, he's um, always loving me bits, man. Absolutely oh. adore him. So I'm really excited for, for Doctor Strange. Um, I think that's all, the, all my nonsense that I've watched. I've been busy this week, man. I've been, I've been proper watching shit this week. You have been watching a lot of stuff this week. You've yeah. done very well this week. You've watched Thank a you. lot of stuff this week. <laughs> well done to you. I'm very impressed with the work you've done this week. Anyway, so moving on to films of, of big note that have come out this week that we'll talk about. So the first mm. one is, on as it is, the sort of anniversary week of 9-11, and the TV's been full of all that stuff. Um, there's a film on Netflix, basically done a bit, quite, maybe a more kind of un, unseen sort of consequence of the 9-11 um, attacks. Absolutely, um, yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, yeah. And it's on Netflix, a film called Worth, directed by Sarah Colognagello, um, who directed the film called Little Accidents, um, and also The Kindergarten Teacher um, a few years ago, which I actually quite liked, The Kindergarten Teacher. It was, that's one with Maggie Gyllenhaal, and she's an inappropriate kind of relationship with a young boy in it. And it's sort oh. of a weird film to watch. She's not doing anything sexual with him, but sort of like, she's too friendly with him. And it does feel like, it's making a point of almost like, if this was a guy... We want him in jail. 
because yeah. as a woman, you're sort of almost going, oh, it's okay. It, 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 it mm. was kind of exploring that kind of dynamic. Mm. It's a really interesting film and a really interesting way of looking at the world. Um, anyway, so the plot of Worth is, a, is basically set after 9-11 and basically the direct aftermath of 9-11 when yeah. the American government was scared that um, if people basically had a class action suit against the airlines and against the government um, for allowing this to happen, you know, and questioning the airlines' culpability in this, mm. we can sue the government and the airlines for billions and billions ruining, of, of ruining the airline the industry yeah. and basically yeah. crash the economy because yeah. no one could fly anywhere and no one could use airlines because there was no yeah. reason to keep the airlines going. And the government yeah. couldn't afford to bail them out at that point. So it's, it's basically, they, ha- they get together and they basically want to try and convince enough of the families of those killed in the disaster to submit to essentially a... A formula a, kind of, a, a flat fee, fee almost yeah, a flat yeah. Fee, depending on yeah. who you are and what your and what your paper, what your deceased made in that time and yeah. need to get something like 80 to 85 percent you need to sign off in this otherwise yeah. a clash action suit could um, ruin the government ahead. and it's all yeah. about the lawyers basically trying to convince people who are involved in this to sign off on it and there's, a, there's another story around another thing like how the formula is not fair and basically yeah. down to Films called Worth, and it's the idea of like, what is a human life worth? And also, more yeah. importantly, why is someone who's a CEO for, of a Fortune 500 company who dies in this disaster suddenly worth more money than the guy who was sweeping the floors in that same office who yeah. also died in disaster? And that's yeah. what it's all about. Um, and the yeah. film you've got Michael Keaton is playing the kind of chief lawyer. Yeah. Um, yep. Stanley Tucci is playing sort of a, a grieving husband whose wife is killed in disaster. He's sort of he's against the formula, he's not against what he, doing. Yeah. he wants a fairer way of looking at this. Yeah. Um, yeah. Amy Ryan plays sort of um, Michael Keaton's right hand woman um, in the film. Um, and also in the film, you've got Tate Donovan, um, Shaura Ramahathan, and really Mark Marin pops up in it very briefly as well, which I thought was odd. Um, I wasn't really expecting that. Um, Who's he? He plays one of the lawyers um, who was sort of the one the person having an affair. He's, I don't know. If oh, he's, okay. Yeah. Um, so. Hmm. Uh, this was interesting, like really strong performances from all the cast. Because let's be honest, it's a cracking cast. Yeah. Keaton, yeah, Tucci, yeah. Amy Ryan can all act like fuck. Um, Tucci always insanely watchable in everything he yeah. does. Keaton, yeah, much the same. Um, yeah. He has that, you know, sort of real proper movie star imagery. Yeah, yeah. You, you see him, yeah. it's magnetic. Um, yeah. It does amazingly try and make lawyers appear like heroes and be sympathetic, which is a really odd thing to try and push and do. It's quite a hard line to, because we all yeah. know lawyers, they are lawyers. Yeah. Um, it does, what we were talking about kind of off camera, it does kind of trade sizably on the 9-11 grief industry that's arisen recently. You know, sort of this yeah. idea of like sort of 9-11 being a sort of like almost disaster porn, essentially. People sort of getting, I wouldn't say getting off on it, but people are like sort of very fascinated by it in quite a morbid way um so it does trade on that a little bit tells an interesting story like i didn't know about this story and it sort of does go about it and kind of in a way that is it you can expect it's got this kind of three-act structure essentially you know yeah. of what's happening but really only one character michael keaton's character has any sort of real arc that they go through yeah totally yeah yeah, yeah. amy really, ryan yeah. does something but she's not got the same arc same way um, yeah. he doesn't really have the same arc he's the only person who starts at point A gets to point C, but has changed in some way. I would say is Keaton's character absolutely. Yeah, yeah. no, I agree um, with that completely. It does move at pace, but then it really slows down the middle. I thought yeah. it really sort of bogs right down the middle, and then the, the Hollywood ending, which it might be true, but the Hollywood ending does seem 
very Hollywoody, and it does kind of test the patience of me. I, I Wikipedia afterwards about right, okay. the, the, the true fail, and yeah, the Hollywood ending happened. That, that, Fair enough. If it happened, it happened. Uh, I'm okay with this. I was the same. I was like, that seems, you know, really done that, and you know, so yeah, that, it just yeah, yeah. I, I, I enjoyed it, and I, and I got something from it, and I found it very compelling because of the actors involved in it. Very oddly hmm. written by Mike Bonstein. Do you know what he's written recently? No. The King Kong and Godzilla films. Oh. It's, de- yeah. <laughs> it's definitely a deviation, isn't I, it? I guess if you're a good writer, then... You're a good writer, yeah. The, the subject matter does not matter. Fuck, you can write, yeah. yeah. Um, what do you think of it? Um, I, I enjoy it not as much as you, because I, I tend... Talkies tend to kind of... There is yeah, no action kinda, in this film. No, I mean, I mean, it is dialogue-heavy, this film. Mm. Um, you know, it, it really is. Um, you know, and it quite shamelessly goes for the heart. Um, it, it's not know, subtle it, about it. It's very no. much aiming for that. It's aiming to pull on those 9-11 heartstrings. Yeah, and, and it does that really, really well. Um, the performances were all yeah, yeah, spot on. Keaton, uh, Michael Keaton's like, God to me, do you know what I mean? So yeah. you know, I could watch I could watch the man take a shit and quite happily give him a, a gold Oscar for it. <laughs> um he's just wow, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um and Tucci, yeah, Tucci just he's got this just magic where he's just whatever it does put him in the worst film ever. And he'll put be him in Transformers that, last night and Tucci becomes fucking yeah, yeah, I it, it just does he's competent and you know it, it, it seems to approach everything with the same professionalism. Do you know what oh. I mean? It doesn't matter what he's doing, he's like, you know, I'm you know, I know what I'm doing, I know my job, there's my there's my, my role. Um he was great in it as well. Amy Ryan, I'm not really too familiar with, but yeah, she was again her role. Gone girl, was, she's big in. That, that was her big yeah. Big, yeah. Her her Again, her role was absolutely fair, but you're spot on. Um, yeah, the only person you know that, that, that kind of changed more or less like, was, was Michael Keaton's character. Um, but reading Wikipedia, it does seem to be that is kind of what happens. Um, yeah, I mean, it does touch, it does... Some of the other, can I do touch on other stories within it, like you know, the idea of like sort of the the, the um, one of the big stories that it is like the gay guy whose family, who the family, yeah. his, his husband or his boyfriend was killed in the disaster, yeah, and. The, the deceased family don't want to acknowledge he was gay essentially so essentially yeah. cut him out of the will and he's yeah. he can't do anything for it and it sort of it, it doesn't delve enough in, enough that to me is a, is a more interest story you know but it doesn't really touch yeah. on that too much and, and it's sort of that's peripheral it's more about because yeah. Keaton's character at the start of this film essentially starts out in a very sort of loyally way of he's very who's being divided by C gets you D yeah. and that's basically that, that's Here's the formula. I mean, it doesn't oh. matter that it's the formula. That's what you get. There you right. go. And, it's you know, him trying it's to discover, and it's people trying to find a humanity and to understand that a life yeah. is worth more than just numbers, essentially. Yeah, uh, and it, it, it does. It gets everybody in. What what I found really weird about it or interesting was um, that in the film at, at the start, you know, they say we need someone to kind of you know take on this. It's called the master role um, mm. of you know you've got to coordinate this. And he's like, I'll do it, and I've you know we'll. Pay and he's like, no, I'll do it, I'll volunteer, I'll do it for nothing. And apparently, the, the, the fella... The, the, I think well. I think there's a reason for that, and it's it's to avoid a conflict of interest, because technically he's getting paid by the American government to do this. Right. So if he gets paid a lot of money by the American government to do this, then it's in his interest to try and get the best deal possible for the US government, so he can say, well, Whereas, if he's taking no salary for it, he can basically say that, well, I'm doing it completely down the middle, I'm doing it, I'm making a judgement call, uh, I'm, I'm doing it no. properly. That's the idea behind it. Well done, sir. 
Well, I'm, I'm impressed. <laughs> Apparently, he's went on and he's done, done a lot, yeah. Done a lot of cases like the kind of deep water horizon stuff like that. So he's a lot of school shootings as well. Yeah, stuff like that. So you know, it seems to be something that that he's embraced, you know, and he's championing, and and, and obviously he's the, the story up. You know, as you say, you know, he becomes from A to C a different person. So you know, the person he's became has, has you know become a champion of these, you know, right, this, yeah. kind of, this cause, yeah, and. Which is always which which is a good thing, but um, I, I mean I enjoyed it and it's watchable. Yeah, the, the performances are engaging, but I just I, the talkies just you know I do tend I've got to you know I, I'm like I'm like a puppy. Do you know what I mean? It's like there's something shiny. I don't know watch the film called. I mean, but... <laughs> I'm with you. Yeah, it's, it's very talky. Um, I would give yeah. it a very solid six and a half out of ten. I was probably about the same six as well. Yeah, yeah. six, possibly seven for the performances alone. Yeah. Um, because you know, again, there wasn't a bad performance in the whole movie. Um, so no, yeah, definitely not. Six and a half. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah. on probably as far away from worth as you probably get. We're moving on to a horror film that's out. It's now called Malignant. Um, oh, oh <laughs> yes. Directed by James Wan, who has done films like Saw and Death Sentence and Insidious and The Conjuring. So you got a whole. I think he's in Conjuring the whole universe he's got plus the Saw universe yeah. he's doing, he's doing yeah. alright um, yeah. he's involved in the Fast and the Furious universe he's done Fast yeah. 5 I think as well possibly and he's, got, yeah. and he's got Aquaman on his belt as well so the man is he's, he's got he some franchise he can make a film he yeah he knows what he's doing yeah. Yeah. so um, this film it's very I'm, I'm, I don't want to get into spoiler territory but I feel the more you the, the less you know the more this film has got something so um, okay, yeah. Okay. Kyra Madison in it is paralyzed by shocking visions of grisly murders, and her torment worsens as she discovers that these waking dreams are in fact terrifying realities. And she has to try and piece together what is causing these realities. Is that way of putting it, yeah? Yeah, yeah. She yeah. sees the killings, the murders as, as they're happening. Yeah. 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 I mean, find out um, why can you see this happening? Yeah. Yes. So, anything you've got Annabelle Wallace, yeah, Maddie Hudson, George Young, Jacqueline McKenzie, and Nicole Brian White. No one of real note. I don't think anyone have actually rendered anything really of major interest. I don't think. I don't really think I've seen anybody in anything else. Wallace is probably the biggest name. And I wouldn't she's in the she's a massive she's an name. Yeah. Yeah. But nothing. Yeah. Stuff nothing. for that Peaky Blinders and whatnot. But, yeah, um, but yeah. Nothing major. Yeah. Not she's not. It's definitely not the main thing in anything. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So she's probably the biggest name in it. Um, this is fucked up. Like this is <laughs> all the fucking. Like, it, like it's. I'm trying. To, I'm getting the runtime right now. For about hello, how long is this film? Checking almost it's an hour and fifty-one hours. minutes. So it's pushing yeah, yeah. the the interest level of what I want from a horror film. So for I would say about an hour and twenty minutes of this thing, it's. Very run-the-mill horror. It's pretty dull. There's not really a lot of interest going on to it. I was really sort of losing myself. I wasn't really that bored with it. It was just sort of, you've seen it all before. You've seen it done better before. And you're kind of thinking, what the fuck is James Wan doing? Because some, like, some of the acting in it is generally atrocious. Yes. And you're thinking, is this a choice that he's doing? Because he's a, he's a, he's a director of notes, so he, he, can get perform, he can get a performance out of fucking Aquaman, for Christ's sake. He can get a performance out of Vin Diesel. So yeah. he knows how to get films out of people who are not many <laughs> actors. I'm thinking everything in this film, the first hour and twenty, must be a choice. Right. Um, uh, very conventional, very contrived. Then there's a third act that pretty much is a, a split screen between a jail cell and people watching something on the TV. And from that moment on, it's 
fucking insane for about 25 minutes. And you kind of almost forgive the previous hour and a half because of this sort of like 25, like, holy shit, it went for something quite fucking phenomenal here. But is that worth the other hour and a half of what came before it? I think it might be just worth because I'm not really sure if it's good or not. It's one of those films, it's either a one-star film or a ten-star, five-star. It's 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 fucking it's awful and brilliant and everything in between. I really don't know how to look at this film. I like I, I didn't have anything of interest in it for the first hour and a half, but the final 25 minute fucking I was like, holy shit, this is fucking insane. What about yourself? Uh, what do you think of it? Um I am the exact opposite of you, strangely yeah. enough. Um yeah. I thought the first two thirds of the film were quite emotionally involving. Um, you yeah, know, there's emotion yeah, there, but it's not interesting. Trying try to understand what this character's going through, and then okay. I thought it just went nuts, and I'm like, what the fuck? It, you know, I, mean, I think almost like at one point, like you know, sat up in my seat in the cinema, like, what the fuck is happening? Here? Why? What are you doing? Yeah, that's, I don't, that's I don't understand. So yeah. Like, why? Where does this came from? How is yeah. this? Why is this hammed? Yeah. Um, it's a fucking bizarre film. Um, but I, think I always appreciate, see a director who, like, because we are so used to watching bland horror and bland films, because we watch a lot of films. Yeah. See when someone really does swing for the fences and goes full at it. I might not I might not like it all the time, but you've got to appreciate the, the, the hutspot Dude, to swing for it. fucking nuts, man. Yeah, and exactly. Like, so a couple of things that, 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 that I didn't, that, that I thought was very, very strange. Um, the, 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 right, I, I get, I think he's trying to capture an 80s style yes, horror film. Yes, so, yes. But the music he used is 80s style, but modern 80s style music, so it's not 80s style music. So uh, all, the music always felt very like, that's not the right music. I, 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 I never... It, 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 it felt it like just, someone tried to do a John Carpenter score who's not John Carpenter. Oh, yeah, almost. And like the music always jarred me right out. I was like, no, this music doesn't work. It just, it, none of this film, the music yeah. just didn't work at all. Um, reading online reviews and stuff like that, and a lot of people are saying, oh, no, well, people don't get it. It's satire and it's a comedy. It's it not. Could be. He, you could absolutely no. watch the comedy. It's not. I don't think it no. is. But you absolutely could. You could. You could definitely argue the case that it's a comedy. I think it's because it's such a bad movie. It's a comedy. Possibly could think, do that. Yeah. I think James. I think it's a very. I think it's po-faced the movie. Very, very like kind of. You know. I don't think there's. It's trying to be a comedy at all. Normally, it's not trying to be a comedy. I don't okay. think it's a wee, it's not a wink, you know, like... You think this is more of a, a showgirl's idea that people are now reaffirming it as a comedy, you know, like yeah, after I the think, fact rather I think people are defending it with that and I don't think... I don't think no, I don't think it is a comedy. Movie. I don't think it no, is, definitely not. not I think you could definitely, you could easily argue as a comedy. I think you could push... It, it may be a bit of a stretch, but I think if you're doing like a dissertation on it, you could certainly argue a comedy in this film. You could, but I don't think that was the director's intent at all. No, I, I don't I, think so don't, either. At no point did I think, you know, yeah, there's a wee wink there, a wee nod. I was yeah. like, no, you know, he he's he's serious. He yeah. he's making this film fucking dead serious. You know, he's yeah. got a vision, and it, you know, it's he, he's fucking going with it. Yeah. It's just nuts, dude. It's just, know, did you think the acting was really bad? The acting's horrendous. Yes, yes. Um, the, the lead was okay. She she was alright. Um, I, I got her boyfriend in it though was horrendous. He's terrible. Yeah. Um, like, <laughs> everyone apart from her, everyone was there. I did get I got Angelina Jolie vibes from her. I don't know. Bit, why. Yeah, there's a yeah. bit Jolie but, mixed with Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah. Um, no, she, she was okay, but yeah, out, out with her. Yeah, I'm like, 
that you know, it's just it, it was a modern bad eighties B movie. Mm. It is, it is what it is. There's one film I'll, I'll say to you, and you'll get it. And the film I'm going to say, you, it was funny. It was trying to be funny, and it's everything this film is trying to be, but doesn't understand. Basket Case. We bet, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, this, yeah. this is what this film thinks it is or wants to be, but it, it just doesn't understand the source material. It's, it's, it's pulling from. I, I think, think yeah, we'll get to a film in a, in a wee minute about a film where the director thinks he's something else, but he isn't something else. And I feel maybe James Bond is a little bit like that. He thought he was maybe cleverer than he actually was. Or maybe he thinks the audience is cleverer than he actually is, but yeah, what he put there wasn't as clever as he hoped it would be. Yeah, yeah. Um, the, the third direct, back to this third act, fuck me. Uh, it's awesome. You, like, it looks amazing. You can't say anything without spoiling. Well, that's no, the problem with us. Um, but the jail scene, the bit in the jail scene where it all kicks off is fucking brilliant. I like. I really uh, thought uh, it was amazing to watch. The, the, the police station as well, and you're like, what, what's going on? I'm, I'm just, <laughs> I, I, honestly, I just sitting there thinking, I don't understand anymore. I, I, I don't, what, what's happened? Yeah. <laughs> and I think it does, it, it kind of grabs you for that final 25 minutes and just sort of, like, literally drags you along with it. And you're like, oh, you're not really it, sure it, where it's it doesn't hold anything back at all. Yeah. Um, it's fucking bonkers. Um, some of the CGI was very, very ropey. Um, it was. It did feel like a budget did. problem, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just bizarre. Um, yeah. I, I wanted to like it because I do like James Wan. Um, there's not many films that, that I don't like. Um, and I, I love horror. Um, I yeah. love 80s horror. I love schlocky horror. But um, it just I didn't get what I wanted from it at all. Out of ten, are you giving it? Out of ten, three or four. Three Oof, see, I'm giving it a seven, but I think it might be. <laughs> no, no, here's the thing. I think right now there's a recency bias in that the last thing I remember about it is the final twenty five minutes. Yeah, I think if I could go back and watch it again, which I really don't plan to do, to be honest. Yeah, if I go back and watch it again, I think it might be down to like a four or five because there is so much not great stuff in the first hour and a half that I'm not really that interested in. But because my mind, all I can think about is that final two of them and going like, that's a ballsy swing. It's like a band finishing on their biggest hit. The rest of the yeah. set could be average, but if you finish on your biggest hit, then people will leave happy. Did did you did you call it at any point? I kind of did. I, that's the thing. I, 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 I kind of I I called it not quite the way it was done, Yeah, but I kind of knew... Where kind of what it was. Coming, yeah, oh. but the, the way they done it, I was like, all right, okay. But um, yeah, I'd kind of called it. Um, yeah, if, if you can, if you haven't seen it, um, watch Basket Case and you'll see what I mean. Um, yeah. You know, I like kind of, this is what it should have been, um, you know, but but now, not then. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But the, that, the music was really weird. The music, I thought, really, really, really put me off the music. It was just every time that, that kind of weird kind of pop synth stuff came in, I'm like, that's not, it's not, you've got the wrong music. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That, that just felt like, you know, the, the person scoring this film is not watching the film that they're scoring. Do you know what I mean? It just, yeah. the music really threw me. Uh, it also has the same, it also has the same um, sort of a story as uh, X-Files episode, oddly. The Jim Rose one? No, the, the no. circus one. Oh, uh, yeah, so the Jim Rose circus one. Yeah, yeah that's that it. one, yeah. 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 Uh-huh. Yeah. Has... 
Okay, so on to the third film as Colin opens his new beer. What's it called, sorry, again, Colin? Uh, Del- Delirium Tremens. Um, so it's basically DTs. I'm, I'm yeah. drinking a bottle of something called DT, which has got a pink elephant in the bottle. I mean, the pink um, elephant in the bottle is making a statement, and that's what I would be more worried about. Anything that had a pink elephant I, in the bottle I, is... I shall sleep well tonight, sir. So... Yep, on to the third film, which is out in the cinema, which we both saw just literally a few hours ago, not at the same time. Yeah, but at the same which time. is nice. Yeah. Yeah, I actually, like, within, like, kind of 20 minutes, it's, it's, yeah. it's almost like we're there together. Almost, almost like we're there together. Nice, almost we're there together. 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 Almost we're there who directed things like Narc and Smoking Aces and The Grey, and the film that came out just a few weeks ago, Boss Level, which we both rather enjoyed. Yes, yeah. Um, the plot of this film is... There is a man who gets put in a jail. He basically walks up a cop and punches a cop and also he gets put in jail um, as he's trying to escape something. He thinks he's safe from the jail, um, not realising at this point in time there's another man in the jail who is there to kill him. Um, and then a lot of people want to try and kill everyone in the jail, essentially, um, while a few lone pretenders trying to stop that from happening. Very escape, uh, very um, assault in Precinct 13. Um, yeah. And we're taking advice from that. Um, yeah. In the film, you've got Frank Grillo. He plays the... Um, the antagonist. Antagonist, yes. Um, yeah. A very unfrank girl look about him. He's not looking quite as handsome as he normally does. Um, Lorraine nailed it when she said he looked very much like Johnny Depp when he's doing the Savage perfume adverts. Oh, yeah, very much so. Yeah. Like, very uh-huh. skeezy. Yeah. Um, yeah. But also, you remember, Frank Gillow is like in his 50s. Gillow's yeah. older than you, yeah. and he looks like that. So, anyway, well done, yeah. Frank Gillow. Um, yeah, oh, absolutely. Um, alongside him, as other person in the jail, is um, Paisley's own Jerry Butler, um, and also um, the main copy played by Alexis Louder, who I quite who I thought was very good in this film. And there's another very insane um, hitman called Toby Huss who comes in it who yeah. injects some energy. So obviously, it's like this. We it's sort of Friday afternoon, so we could Friday night film. It's a kind of fun piece of grown-up cinema. Um, yeah. It's 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 not trying to sort of appease the, the um, PG audience. It's sort of very much in that narc smoking aces kind of vibe, and it's sort of very yeah. much a film for adults to watch. It um, likes blood. There's a lot of blood. A lot of blood. Um, a lot of swearing. Not a lot hmm. of sex in it. Just surprising. Like not a lot of naked ladies in it. But again, it's nice to not have to go down that route to have everything. It's sort of it stuck to his gun. Didn't have to throw everything into it. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, it's, it's full of double crosses, triple crosses, quadruple crosses. There's, <laughs> there's a lot of characters in it um, who are, you can tell their motives aren't exactly what you expect their motives to be. And there's a lot of characters who are not in it a lot, but have big roles to play um, who pop yeah. up in it. Yeah. When I said before, like, you know, James Wham is trying to be a director that he thinks he is, he's not. In every ounce of his body, I believe that Joe Carnahan thinks he's Quentin Tarantino. Oh, no, there's a definite... And he's... Yeah, this is his... He's obviously grown up or, you know, been heavily influenced by yeah. Tarantino films, and that's what shaped his vision of what a movie should be. Yeah. Um, a lot he's, of... There's a lot of it. Weirdly, he doesn't have the subtlety of Tarantino, which is weird to say about a Tarantino film. He doesn't have that same level does, of subtlety. Does, any, does anyone know? No, that, he don't. That's, that's, a, it's, yeah, that's why that, the Tarantino line is yeah. so delicate to walk. That's definitely... Yeah. Absolutely. And also, Absolutely. Tarantino's not this guy. Well, Tarantino's not doing this film. Tarantino's moved on. He's now doing stuff like uh, One Punch what? in Hollywood and Django yeah. Unchained and, um, and yeah. He's he's not the. This film feels like it was made in the aftermath of like Pulp Fiction or Reservoir Dogs. Yeah, yeah. In, or Jackie yeah. Brown. It's, it's made in that era of Tarantino, early sort of nineties, yeah. yeah. late sorry, mid to late nineties. 
then that, that on the premise of that, it, it does give hope as to how this director's going to evolve, you know, in 15, 20 years' time. I, bring, you know, I don't think Joe Carmahan quite has that subtlety to him. I think he's more caught in the sort of the Michael Bayness of it all. Like he's sort of that. So? No. Yeah. No, basically what I've read, 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 wrong, read, but... reading interviews of what I've read on him, he's done a lot of films in the past. Like I love Smoking Aces. Um, yeah. I think the Greys overrated. Boss Life, I thought was a shit ton of fun. Um, Not yeah. is very, very good. But I don't think he's quite got that extra jump. I think this is how Matt he's sort of his best. Like sort of I think he's speaking just now. I okay. think this is I think if he does have a career worth of these kind of movies, I think it's a very solid cyber career and it's an enjoyable career. There's nothing wrong with that career. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. to make that extra leap to say the like the next step to be, you know, like a Michael McDonough, for example. A, and a cl- an acclaimed director. I don't think he's got that in him. Yeah. But this is this is fun. Cast are all good. They all have a lot of fun with it, it seems. Everyone's yeah. enjoying what they're doing. Um yeah. Absolutely. It had a lot of Assault and Thir- Precinct 13 vibes, a lot of that battle at the El Royal. It was out a few years ago, remember? El Royal, yeah. Yeah, Hemsworth and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. those vibes yeah. to it as well. It's it's fun. It's, it's It moves at a decent pace. There's maybe two scenes too long at the end that kind of didn't really need to be there, I would say. Um, sort of as it all comes to a head, there's a sort of an extra, kind of almost a coda that really didn't have to be there. Um, yeah. But... I enjoyed it for what it was, and Jill enjoyed it as well, and she wasn't really expecting much from it. I wasn't really expecting that much from it either, but no, I, I dug it, and I quite like this Jerry Butler as well, the sort of... Jerry was killing it, wasn't he? Jerry yeah. was... Because um, you're very... Hot. I'm, I'm more big in Jerry. You're hot and cold with Jerry, whereas I'm always kind of warm to him. Um, but no, Jerry Jerry done well with the show. He seemed to yeah. be having... You you nailed it. He was having fun. I think when Jerry's fun. having yeah. fun, he's, he's, he's on the money. I thought it was. I thought it had a cool about it. It was a very cool film. Yeah, and same. That's what. That's, yeah. that's what gave me the because I don't think Assault and Thirteen is a cool film. I think it's a dirty film, and it's, it's a mm-hmm. good film. Whereas the El Royale film, that's a cool film. Yeah. That's oh, that's Reservoir, Reservoir Dogs. Dogs a cool is a film. cool I mean, film. It opens yeah. up with a little green bag. You know, you're like, this is you know, yeah. we're in for some, and this is the same. It opens up straight away. And you're like, yeah, I mean, this is this is going to be a. Fun that's what didn't have. It didn't have that iconic moment of you go. That's cool as fuck. That's it. Didn't really have that moment. You know, the, the, didn't, didn't, didn't have a lot of standout. Uh huh. Yeah, like, yeah. And it's it's what, what really impressed me a little bit was there's not really a lot of action in it. There's sort of an action scene mm. midway through it when some yeah. shit kicks off, when yeah. uh, Toby Huss turns up and sort of st- like gives a real injection of energy into it, yeah. and then there's sort of like the finale, like the, the last twenty minutes is a big kind of actiony stuff. The rest of it's all very chatty, very talky, very. People position themselves, and you try to work out who's good, who's bad, and who's yeah. lying. It's, it's very tough. Which I think is where I had the biggest problem, um, because when you start analysing in your head internally, there's plot holes. Oh, miles wide. Miles, yeah. 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 I, yeah. Me and Lorraine, we came out, and, and the first thing I said to Lorraine was, um, so why, why, why are they after him? And she was like, I don't know. And I was like, but what did they do? It was Can you rip off the mob? I didn't get that at all. I mean, no. it, 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 it shoehorned in that, that, or as a blink and you missed it. I mean, but I was yes. like, why, why did I want to? Why did I want to? I mean, I didn't understand why at all. And I'm like, that, yeah. I shouldn't, I should know why they want it. And I was thinking maybe the director's just like, it doesn't matter. It's irrelevant. Do you know what I mean? There's to all, everything else irrelevant. Focus on this part of the story. It doesn't matter why this person, like the, the cop as well. Um, I liked her. I thought she was very good. No, no, the dirty cop that was. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, okay. Lorraine was like, so, you know, why is he doing that? And I'm like, I think it doesn't matter. Do you know what I mean? Ah, yeah, there I, is something else there. Yeah, but you don't really yeah, know. But it's, obviously got something on him, but you don't know what it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah there's shit. Why it's is not he doing po- this? Like you said, it's not really not that important yeah, what it is. Which, 
just I think is the director's point that he's done it so ham fisted. It's like if it's not important, make it obvious that you know that doesn't matter. This does. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Don't have me thinking about it if it doesn't matter and um, stuff like that. Um, and I just it was quite talking because it was so talky. I'm like, well, you're just giving me plot holes to think about now because yeah. your your exposition is you know I, I need to fill it in and. I can't because you're giving me voids that, that don't work. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. And, and yeah, I don't disagree with what you said. Um, that being said, while I was watching it for the 110 minutes is on, I, I enjoyed it. Like, I, I, yeah, it yeah, yeah. And it's, it's fun. It moves It moves quick enough and it's everyone's engaging enough in it that I don't really think really absolutely at any point, which is kind of half the battle. Um, so no, I, I, I dug it. I'm, I maybe say it's one I'm not going to really rush back to watch and I wouldn't think, I wouldn't be like going people, you have to go to cinema and see this film. You could quite easily watch it on Amazon or Netflix yeah, or even BBC yeah. One late at night and probably still just yeah. enjoy it just as enjoy much. Enjoy it as much, yeah. But yeah, I thought it was a, I thought it was a, a decent piece of solid film. Um, the, the, the girl, Alex, what's her name? Louder. Louder. Yeah. She was, she was standout, man. She, she was. I, I've, not, I've not seen her in much at all, if anything. And I was like, Fuck man, she's got you know she's got the watchability right there. She she was brilliant. She was really really good. She had a real kind of uh, she's in the Tomorrow War. That's about the only thing I've really seen. Yeah. Her in. She popped up in that yeah. as a sort of main woman who's like sort of comes back in time. Badass, um, yeah. She's in the Watchmen TV series, which I've never seen. So I don't you know. Watch it, that, very so. very good. Um, but yeah, there's not a lot of stuff she's like sort of popping up. In. I think it's just her kind of like coming out type thing. It's just sort of her. Yeah. Um, she's she, in Harriet she's... as well. Um, but yeah, there's Black Panther. She plays Nigerian woman number two, so obviously not a big role in, yeah, in that. Big role in there. But yeah, she's got she, she's got the X factor, man. It's there. She's got that. You want you know you're drawn to her when she's on screen. You're like she's you know she, she's fucking commanding her performance anyway. Definitely for sure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So yeah, I, I dug it. I thought it was fun, um, enjoyable enough. Watch. I give it six and a half out of ten. Um, I- Give it a six, I think, um, yeah. as well. On MD, I really my, my favourite scene, um, if you remember, is the bit where Jerry Butler um, shoots a guy and then gets the stuff and does other stuff to him. Yes, for no yeah. reason at all. I was like, that's I mean, fucking genius. Butler plays psychopathic very well in this film. You, you believe he's got yeah. a, a, an <laughs> a darkness to him. What uh-huh. did you think of the actual psychopath character? Um, it's in a trailer, so no spoilers, folks. Uh, it kind of like a film, a guy from a different movie. It felt like something Martin McDonough would put in a film. Um, it felt a little bit. I think the performance felt different from the rest of the tone. I would say, but too too over the top, maybe a little bit. Like yeah. I, I don't get if that guy's a psychopath who's really good at what he does. I don't understand why he did what he did to come in in the world. I, fa- make- I found him more the comic relief than he was. He was just different energy, psychopath. pure energy. Yeah. That's what he was there for. Yeah. It, done. I mean, it equally, worked that, yeah. On, whenever he's on screen, you're not really entirely sure what he's going to do, which isn't sounds a psychopath. You know, he doesn't yeah. really, he, he doesn't really, at any point, you think he might be caught out, you know, he's going to do something fucked yeah. up that's going to get him out of this situation. So, yeah. in that sense, he does, he works, but yeah, he, he did yeah. feel a little bit tonally off from the rest of the film. Yeah. Um, the, I really enjoyed the sergeant. The sergeant was probably now, yeah, was just a proper 80s 
you know, fucking yes. action film. He should be shouting Sergeant. at Richard Murdoch, shouldn't he? That's who he should be shouting at. He was spot every time he was, you know, on, I was like, yeah, I, I love this character. He yeah. was, he was spot. It, it was, I mean, it was definitely a homage to, you know, like kind of 70s, 80s action movies, but yep. set in, you know, the the, 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 the now, and it done it really, really well. Yeah. Um, I mean, you could see it with the shots where they're blowing up the car, and it was like, you know, that, that was a 70s scene, you know, oh, he's walking. The whole opening with him running away as well, pure 70s. Yeah, yeah, 70s as hell. And they nailed that really, really well. Um, but no, I, I, I totally, I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, it was just, it was fun. I mean, it's exactly what you want, you know, when you finish working a Friday, you just want to sit there and switch off and have fun, have, you know, and it's don't just... Don't contemplate it too much afterwards. Yeah, to, I yeah. don't, you know, don't worry about the plot, you know, enjoy enjoy the film. For, for enjoy Jerry. Is. Yeah, enjoy. Jerry was good, wasn't he? Yeah, he was, so, good. He was, was good. Funny, he said, so, it, yeah, so solid six out of ten, which, yeah, I did, as you say, if it was on in six months' time and I was flicking through channels, I'd probably stop watching. Yeah, probably enjoy it. Yeah, I think yeah. I enjoyed it a lot more than I'm probably going to enjoy when the trailers saw this before it, which was uh, The Many Saints of Newark, which I don't think would be anywhere near as sort of subtle and fun. Yeah, um, I, yeah, I've seen that trailer and I, I've never ever seen an episode of The Sopranos. Never. I don't know if it's something I can watch without knowledge well, or, yeah. you know, I, I don't know. Jokes. Yeah, I, I, I'm not sure where I'm going with this because I watched, um, I remember a few years back, is it Entourage, I want to say? Entourage, yes. they done a movie. Yes. Um, and i seen the movie, but I'd never seen the show. Same. But I didn't feel left behind. Again, I was like, you oh, got, okay, you very second. quickly yeah. got who these idiots were, yes. Yeah, but I don't know if this is going to be, you know, far too meta for me to, to just... Know. Casually watch. Right. I don't know. When he meets someone, he goes, "Hey, Billy," and you go, "Who the fuck's Billy?" But the camera lingers on Billy for fifteen minutes. You go, "Right, Billy must be important." You know, it's like El, El Camino is probably a great example. I don't think you can watch El Camino without watching Breaking Bad. I think you no, just be like, not. I don't, I don't understand it. What's happened? Why? Why is this all going on? No. You wouldn't understand yeah, like, it. Even the X Files movies, you know, you couldn't. Mm, maybe this, the yeah. One with Billy Connolly, you could probably get away with because one Billy Connolly sort of is out with the X Files. All the X Files. But the one and that they done before the series was going, the one um Fight the Future one, the one with the kind of yeah. cops and everything. You need to know yeah. the kind of lore of the, the TV series yeah. before you start oh, watching that one. You're, yeah, you're just like, I don't I don't get it. I don't understand. Right. So I don't know if this is the same, and I think I almost feel like you know they, they, they should put a, a warning on there, you know, warning if you haven't seen Sopranos, don't fucking bother. They kind of have because it's called you, The Many Saints of New York, a Soprano story. So they're kind of yeah. letting you know that it's tied to that yeah. universe, I'm guessing. But then Han Solo is a Star Wars story. Do you know what I mean? But you can yeah. watch Han Solo without an order of Star Wars. I don't uh, think you can. Um, well, anyway. Interesting. Last for, film for, of the week. for another time. Right. Another okay. time. We'll watch that probably next week or the week after. Um, last film of the week. You've not seen it. I watched it. I'll be very brief on this one because it needs briefness. Um, is Respect, directed by Lisa Tommy, who is this his debut feature. Uh, directed some of the Mrs. Fletcher, Walking Dead, and Jessica Jones. Sorry, she directed that, sorry. Um, but this film, it's the life story of Aretha Franklin going from her very early days up until sort of mid-70s when she's done the Amazing Grace album, showing her trials and tribulations in her pursuit of trying to get through the music industry and the people in her world, mainly men, who are trying to put her down or sideline her and just focus on the fact, oh, she has a voice as opposed to anything else. So that's the hmm. idea behind it. And the film, you get Jennifer Hudson playing... Uh, Lisa Franklin, uh, Forrest Whitaker plays her dad. Forrest Whitaker, by the way, is running about Wales right now. Have you noticed this? He's what? He's Wales Wales? Some... Ah, he's, he's, oh. running, he's, he's filming something in Wales and he's just sort of every now and again he's a picture up on his Twitter of like me and lovely him going, How fucked that would be if you're walking around Wales and all of a sudden you see the ghost dog walking towards you? Oh, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, 
that's sort of beside the point. Anyway, I, um, I feel like I want to go to Wales now just to just try and, try and bump into him. Yeah, yeah, uh, that um, was great. Um, Marlon Wayne's also pops up in this as well. One of the Wayne's pink sons, which is really scary. Um, Titus Burgess, Mary J. Blige, Tate Donovan again, weirdly from um, who was in Worth earlier on, and also Mark Marin again pops up in it. Um, so he's getting they're, they're both getting work, which is obviously good to know. <laughs> um, this is the most standard of standard musical biopics. It does oh, nothing no. whatsoever to break the formula and ultimately didn't tell me anything about Aretha Franklin I didn't really already know. Right, so um, I know, uh, did Aretha Franklin sound respect? Yes. Yeah. That's all, right, so that, that just gave me my complete knowledge of Aretha Franklin right That's now. Okay. I, That's okay. You don't know from Blues Brothers? No, I remember. No, I don't she said, she's, one the, she's one that owns a diner. Yeah, uh, think. I, did, I don't think I've realised who that was. In no. Okay. Yeah, that's <laughs> very odd. Um, also, hell of a voice. Yeah, yeah. does a great job of matching the voice and some. I don't know. I don't know how much was her voice, how much was a little bit tweaked in order to sort of match Aretha's particular style. Because you get a you get a clip of Aretha Franklin at the very end of it, like singing for Obama um, at some big glitzy thing. Um, Obama's losing his shit here and they're singing. She's at the piano. And you go, well, she's like 60 or 70 or 70, 70 or 80 at this point. And the voices mm-hmm. are like, holy fuck, that woman can still absolutely she can out. hold a tune. Yeah. The woman can hold a tune. Yeah. yeah. Um, but everyone else surrounding it is just like caricatures, you know? Like, Forrest Whitaker's the overbearing father who's really mean to her, which you kind of get it. Marlon Wayne is, is the husband who loves her at first and then all of a sudden becomes the guy who's sort of, um, you know, jealous of her success and starts to leech off it and become sort of like a negative influence on her. All the people around her in terms of like the, um, the, the she's always, she's down to Alabama to record the album and obviously everyone's sort of very caricaturally racist, which again, they probably were, but we've, I think yeah. we've now moved on from that level. We need to see more subtlety to raise and go like, it can't just be as simple as I'm using the N-word to describe her. It has yeah. to be something more than that, you know, to, to make an impact. It, feel, it felt like very, a film from 20 years ago, you know, it didn't feel like anything right. new, which I'm not saying what happened to her didn't happen, but it would be nicer, better to see it done in a, in a way that sort of maybe had more of an impact on an audience today, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, that is very yeah. introspective of you, sir. Well Thank done. you. Um, it's got a lot, it's like two hours plus. There's a lot of repetition of stuff that's not really earned. The music's awesome because Lisa Franklin can sing a fucking song. She has got a voice that will, you know, will make you, you know, sit up and take notice. Yeah. Um, and probably the one thing it did try and do a little bit more than what you expect is, I guess maybe like yourself, everyone you know, thought, oh, Rita Franklin was a voice. They put the music in front of her, sing it, and then move on. But in this film, they do show that she was a writer, she was a musician, she was an arranger of songs. She did, she knew a lot more about the technicalities of making music than perhaps she'd ever been given credit for. Um, now, how much of that is true? I don't know, because Rita Franklin estate and family were heavily involved in this film. And I think from what we knew have seen recently, any biopic where the person involved in it is heavily involved in it tends to suffer because they paint a very positive light of something that's not of very course good. It is, Yeah, of course, because you know, you're kind of bound to yeah. their vision as well, I guess. Well, weirdly, um, like Rocket yeah. Man, which was obviously Elton John heavily involved, I don't yeah. think in any way sort of pandered to Elton John. I thought it actually showed a very Watts and all Elton John story. And I think the difference with that film is that it was it's not really a biopic. It's someone so it's sort of almost someone's interpretation of Elton John, which is kind of what it was. Yeah. Whereas something in the other investigation, which I think is utter tripe, is Bohemian Rhapsody, which 
is one of the worst films I've seen in a long, long time. And they all had, this, a, they had a big hand in huge hand to the point of the movie. Basically, yeah. well, whitewashed is not the right word to, but like sort of like the like gay washed essentially by taking any sort of reference essentially to Mercury's homosexuality out of the film and focus more at one point on the fact he got married at one point. It's like Mary mm. is one of the most well-known gay men ever to walk the earth. Like you might want to approach that at some point during the film. Yeah, yeah, you know? head on. Yeah, yeah. You know, and not even him. Um, is is Rafa Franklin dead? He's dead, yes. She died like three years ago. Again, my ignorance is surfacing. Yes, it is. I feel I feel like I should stop talking, but I can't. No, um, and listen, it's, it's one of those films, it's you know exactly what you get when you watch it. And I think the musical biopic is a really tough one to get because it's just sometimes it's just it's so repetitive. Like yeah. Walk the line sort of nail sort of because it won all the Oscars, everyone seems to copy the walk the line. You know, when you watch that one Ray that they come out a year later, it pretty much is a carbon copy of walk the line because they knew that was the way to do it. The only one mm-hmm. I've really watched in recent years that I've absolutely adored. One Rocky Man, I thought Rocky Man was excellent. And yeah. um, also the um, Get On Up, the James Brown one. Yeah, the, the, that, that that seemed to kind of you know give you a bit more of a kind of realistic here's what happened, you know. Yeah. Um yeah. Um, I think Tina was quite good. Angela Bassett. Tina, Tina was all right. I wasn't a huge yeah. fan. Although I thought it was a shame how they let her sing it all the way through that, and then at the end they put on Tina Turner singing, and you're like, Angela Bassett is fucking, you know. Well, they've done a little bit of that with Jennifer Hudson, you know, they put the Aretha at the very end, I'm going, right. Which is a shame, man. It's like, no, don't. You know, if if they can do it, then let them fucking keep doing it. Um, Yeah. But this film, respect, five out of ten. No respect. No respect given to respect. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, man. There's a a documentary out called Amazing Grace, which is her singing in the church, and it's her doing a a, a concert in the church. It's all just camera set up. They've recorded her doing this sort of church service Mm. um, at the kind of height of her powers, and it's something pretty spectacular and very emotional to watch and and very touching and sort of like being at church, but not without without the religion, um, but feeling that sort of... Like that scene in the Blues Brothers when like James Brown singing and the other one sort of like it's like this sort of a, it's this joyous outpouring of yeah. um like sort of belief in sort of like humanity within people and this sort of like community. It's that yeah. without the Jesusiness. There is Jesus in it, obviously. Okay. It's like oh, of course, of course. But that's not yeah. that's not the main thrust of it. It's about sort of this it says a community in this, particularly in the nineteen seventies in America, I think it was maybe sixty nine yeah. in America when civil rights movement obviously was still ongoing and there's still a, a big push on that and mm. people are still, you know, suffering for that. It felt like it's very much a sort of like a stand-up moment from that. So that's mm. definitely worth watching if you get a chance to watch it. It's on Amazon. Film. It's quite a good watch. Cool. Um, just quickly before we wrap up, um, quick garden path here. Um, okay. Away from movie. It's just a yeah. new one. Um, away from, so I don't know if you've seen any news um, today or yesterday, but um, there's now civilians in space. Oh, okay. yeah. So there's four civilians that are going to orbit the Earth like seven times and shit like that. Right? Um, are you asking me to No, 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 no. Um, so I'm like, okay, cool. Do you know what I mean? in a spaceship? If you've got the money, fuck it, go for it. Yeah. But, but they've been referring to them as astronauts. Are they astronauts? Really? I'm... If, I, if I go to space, am I a fucking astronaut or am I, you know, if I pay to go, if Richard Branson goes to space, is he a fucking astronaut? It depends how much he does. If all he's doing is like, that's like saying, because I've flown a plane, I'm a pilot. I'm not a pilot. Yeah. Unless See, you're doing is... something. Yeah. You know? And I don't, I mean, I, no, I think these guys are, are you know, passengers. 
Yeah, there's all the money I'm going to space, haven't I? You know, like, if I, no, like if I drive a race me. car around I've, Mock I've Hill, seen, uh, am I a race yeah, car yeah, driver? No. No. No, I've seen the right stuff. I know what a fucking astronaut is. I, I know, I know what you need to do for that shit, man. No, yeah. man, don't call these fuckers astronauts. Anyway, sorry, that was my garden path for this that, week. Was that I know you did it. Yeah, actually, I'm like, no, they're not fucking astronauts. They're, they're, they're rich fuckers that, that are playing about in fucking big boy toys in space. That doesn't Excellent. make you an astronaut. Yeah, I'm sure they're not doing don't. any flying. I'm sure it's pretty much they're sitting there enjoying the ride. Yeah, looking out the fucking window or licking it or whatever, you yeah. know. Because they're not up there doing anything after that. They're not like they're not docked no. from a space station and staying up there for six months and doing tests and doing experiments and no. stuff like that. They're literally just flying around there seven times and come back, which achievement yeah. in itself. They're, but they're John Glenn done that in the 1960s. Yeah, they're basically saying, fuck you, me immortals, you'll never do this. We can afford to fuck off. That doesn't mean you're an astronaut. It just no. means you're a rich you're a rich dick, you know. That, the world of Elysium is coming very soon, I'm telling you. Yeah, it is, man. I'm t- more and more of these commercial flights and scary stuff. It's like um, Ad Astra. That's where we're heading yes. on the moon. We'll be on the moon soon, but we won't be on the M- moon. M- McDonald's on it. No, we won't. We're plebs. We'll be sweeping yeah. up the moon, the moon dust that falls off the fucking spaceships when they come back. Speaking of moon dust, have you seen the trailer for Moonfall? No. It's a new Roland Emmerich film where the moon comes to Earth. Literally, the moon crashes into the Earth. Would that not just wipe out of life? Exactly. It's Roland Emmerich doing everything we want to see. It is a film of 2022. It was, I'm putting it out there early. It's my favourite film of 2022 already. Roland Emmerich has... How many times has he destroyed the earth now? More than any other, any other director <laughs> in history, which I, I'm all for Roland Emmerich destroying things. He uh, does, does like to do big, big, big disasters. But no, I'm pretty sure if the moon comes out of the earth, I think it's game over at that point. I yes. Think. But anyway, look for Moonfall. Pre- Okay, I, I will. I will look for that. Yeah. Um, and we're wrap this up now because we were supposed to be a forty-five minute podcast. We're pretty much now at about an hour and a half now. We're, we're wrapping this thing <laughs> on, and my wife is looking at me angrily because we're not done yet. <laughs> so um, next week out we have on Sky Cinema, and I think possibly Netflix is Gunpowder Milkshake, starring Scotland's own Karen Gillian as a hip woman, which I'm looking forward I do to. Love. Karen Gillian is she, she can, she's good, man. She's one of my favourites. Really. Um, yeah. On Netflix we have Kate, which is um, Mary Elizabeth Winstead as a assassin who is wronged and is trying to find vengeance which is out as well yep. at the cinema we have 12 Mighty Orphans which is about a bunch of orphans who gather together as a football team in the 1920s Depression era America and go on and compete for the American Championship it was a great apparently sort of rousing story during Depression era so I see a lot of people looking very sad very poor but doing it for the American belief uh, and is also- that a true story? Yeah, it's, really based on true story. yeah, it's based on true story. Which is, uh, Americans do sports movies really well, so I'm actually quite... You're a sucker for American sports movies. I do love American really sports movies, yeah. <laughs> something like, I'm looking for like I remember the Titans, you know, sort of Friday Night Lights type thing. Um, you know, Mighty Ducks, you know, Rise from the Ashes type thing. Um, and also out is a, is a film called Herself. It's about a woman who is abused by her husband and she sort of goes into um, sort of... One of these sort of she builds a house. Builds a house herself. for yeah. herself um, and it's sort of her... Yeah. Dealing with the trauma of of that relationship through through that, which looks again a very tough watch, so maybe quite a yeah. hard one to watch. But it looks, it looks a very interesting film. Hopefully, we'll try and get to see that as well. Um, okay. As such, for this week, Colin, where people find us? You can find us on uh, number three. Here's the movie. Um, we're on Gmail. We're on Instagram. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. We're, we're everywhere, really. Um, if you took the fucking time to look for us, you'll find us. We're there. Um, so look us up. Let us know what you think. Did, did you enjoy Cock Shop? Um, Plot holes, please drink. Um, <laughs> how nuts was fucking malignant folks? Talk about malignant. Come on, get yes. some feedback in that. Because um, we still don't understand what happened. So, you know, tell us. Tell well, us I understand what that. happened. I'm just not believing what happened. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's always nice to hear from you. So, so let us know what you think. I've been calling. You've been Richard. 
and we have been. Three beers and a movie.